You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 191. We're discussing the final Rise of Skywalker trailer. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And it's just the two of us this week. Sanjay, I believe, is at a hockey game. And of his commitment level to this podcast is near zero. No, I'm only kidding. He, uh, yeah, he's got other things going on, but you and I are here to talk some serious Star Wars, Troy. This episode is all Star Wars and a bit of collecting here at the top. But man, we got hit with the Rise of Skywalker trailer, the final saga trailer. Unbelievable, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, before we get into any of the details. But man, my heart is is thumping already in anticipation of discussing this with you, man. (laughs) Oh, man, it's official, man. Star Wars season. We're almost there, dude. We're almost there. Ah. Yeah, this is, you know, the... Just the atmosphere I find within fandom, at the stores on the hunt, the Mando coming, this trailer, I've got that that Star Wars vibe back in my body, yes. and I'm loving it. I'm just vibrating with excitement. Yeah, you know, it's honestly, it's kind of reminiscent of The Force Awakens a little bit. I mean, yes. obviously, nothing will, you know, take that level because it's that 10-year hiatus, but man, we're getting there. I'm feeling it, man. Oh, I'm feeling it. It's, and it's so funny, because you go back maybe 10 episodes... And that was probably one of my lows in the last three, four years with regards to Star Wars fandom. And yeah. now I'm sitting up top of high again. I agree with you. I, I, I've gotten to a point where I'm almost at Force Awakens. Not quite yeah. there. Yeah, That's a little different based on the hiatus and all that. But yeah. there's so much finality to this film. And this, this trailer really, really hit home for me. It, it the first one was great, but this one for I don't know whatever reason, it just like the emotion struck me. I wasn't really prepared for it, <laughs> and we're gonna break this thing in all sorts of detail towards the end of the episode and get into and gush over how much we love this trailer and what we're really anticipating for this film. And we're also gonna talk a little bit about the Mandalorian that's set to debut here in less than a month's time, November twelfth on Disney Plus. We're going to get some Star Wars before the epic finality of the saga films. And so we're going to have to fill that space in a little bit. I'm really excited about The Mandalorian, and other people are too. So we're going to break some of that down. We've got the list of episodes. But first, man, like we always do at the top of the nerd room, we got to talk about our weeks in nerd. The hunt is real. And i got to quote my man Darth Goody, living the fig life, hashtag fig life. <laughs> Man, was it a weekend? Ah, oh, the hunt, man. I'm I'm just loving it all. It's all about it, man. You know, especially in these times of Star Wars coming, the rise is going. And um, yeah, I mean, what better way to be that much closer to the franchise than owning a piece of, you know, merchandise? Yes. And what better way to do it than, well, the way that we do it, which is, you know, no shame in our game. No. Whether it's Kijiji, whether it's Toys R Us, whether it's a garage sale. It doesn't matter, man. We got to go out there and we got to get that plastic. Yes. Yeah, man. That plastic is that. It struck me hard. I, yeah. I was all over the place this weekend. And it was really about the Kijiji hunt for me. Like you said, no mm. shame in our fig game. 
it, it yeah. went down. I went absolutely bananas on Kijiji this weekend. It started off late in the week with a bit of Pez hunting. And I found a guy, he had this big law. I messaged him. I said, you know, I only want about 10 of the 130 you have there. Went back and forth and we landed on a deal for about 15 or so. I got some for my daughter. I hooked, you know, one of her brothers here at the podcast up with some. So I got these on, on hold for him. But I managed to get myself some Star Wars and, and Marvel Pez figures. But the funny part of the whole thing is, so I negotiated with him back and forth on Kijiji here. He says, okay, I don't do pickups at my home, which I can appreciate because I don't do that either. He says, meet me up at the white spot in the Northeast. <laughs> this is a restaurant for those of you who don't know what a white spot is. And so I'm up there. I go in. I, you know, I casually saunter in. And he says, talk to this person and don't tell them why you're there. Don't tell anyone else why you're there. And then they'll know what's up. So I walk Some in. I talk, <laughs> I talk to this person. Look, guys, I'm a grown-ass man with two kids walking into a white spot with one of them in my hand. <laughs> the youngest one I'm carrying in a basket. And I'm asking this lady, you know, I, you know, I'm here to see Mr. X. Um, you know, you know what's going on, right? It's like, I swear to God, it was like a drug deal. 100% like a drug deal. And she goes, oh, was he supposed to give those to me today? I'm like, oh, this is like a good 25, 30 minute drive from my house. I'm oh, doing for so pets. Far. And so then she walks back around the corner and hands me a phone and the guy's on the phone. <laughs> and I say, hey dude, like I, I emailed you. He says, oh, I figured, you know, it's a Friday and I didn't, I thought you'd be working and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I drove all the way up. He's like, give me half an hour. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So yep. I dip by Walmart. I return some figures that I had, some extra Rise of Skywalker figures. Come back. This guy saunters up in his car. We do the big exchange. And then he starts asking me all about, like, what do you think? Do, do you know much about Kijiji and how I should post all this stuff? I'm like, dude, I got to go. My baby's screaming. My wife's going to kill me. But it was, it was such a weird experience <laughs> for, like, half a dozen 15 pets. But I did, I did hook myself up with some of the ones I'm missing. The Clone Trooper, one of the older Boba Fett's. And 1989 Spider-Man, which I'm pretty Ooh, excited with. Yep, yeah, and I saw that I got one, that yeah. amazing Spider-Man. The yellow so, eyes. Ye yellow mm. eyes. Yep. Super excited about all that. And th that was just the beginning of my weekend. Because as you guys know, as I've chronicled here, I've been ripping apart the nerd room. And I made a decision a couple weeks ago. And again, I talked this through with you guys online and everything about opening some of my three three-quarter inch figures. So I opened them all. All the Rogue One, all the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, everything I had, I got them set up. I freaking love it. Absolutely love having them open. But as I was doing all that, and as I was you know, restacking in here and pulling things out of bins, I decided I'm going to start selling stuff on Kijiji, all the stuff that's been in a bin since 2015. And so what happens then? I put it up, and I just put trade or buy, preference to trade. All of a sudden, I got all these guys wanting to trade stuff. And these are figures that literally, like I said, have been in a bin for almost five years doing nothing. And I finally decided I'm going to part with some of this. So I had this big deal going on in the background. And I eventually ended up trading a Mandroid, which was one of the Build-A-Figures from 2014, Captain America Wave. It's right. a shield, basic droid or something. Big mm -hmm. Build-A-Figure thing. Um, and this guy wanted it. Like, people collect this stuff. Yeah, sure, whatever. And so him and I got talking. Seems like a really cool dude. And we ended up having an even bigger trade where I threw in a couple Marvel Legends, a couple Bill of Figure pizza I had. So I ended up getting the two Professor Hulk arms, nice. Nebula 
and Gamora from the Mantis wave and the nice. rest of the Mantis build a figure pieces that I was missing. Wicked. So I'm super excited. They're hard to get, super excited. But mid negotiation, I had to call up Troy <laughs> and ask him for a build a figure piece because this guy, he wanted something specific. And it was kind of holding up the deal a little bit. So I call up Troy. I'm like, dude, do you have this century from the century build a figure piece from the goose and Captain Marvel wave? <laughs> and Troy then sends me a picture. I was like, okay, we'll work at a deal, you and I. But this like makes this like the cornerstone or the keystone to my deal. <laughs> so I had this like ridiculously long thread of going back and forth with regards to these these trades and all this, but what a time. And then to cap it all off, this is crazy. I go on to Kijiji and some guys got the Heimdall from the Brothor wave, including the leg from Brothor, the Iron Man with the light up chest from the 10th anniversary three pack, Yonrog and Minerva from Captain Marvel for $35. And I asked, I asked a question. I said, can I just take three of them? And he said, how about all five for 30? Oh, so I got, Oh, and I, one was a tossaway figure, but I got four Marvel Legend figures, including the Heimdall, which is, I haven't even seen in the stores yet. No, nowhere. And that was up. And I said, dude, I'm assuming the build a figure piece doesn't come. He said, yeah, I'll throw it in. And so I was like, okay, like, do you want me to come over right now? <laughs> and so I got all these figures. I threw a picture up on our Instagram at the Nerram. So go check that out. But like, that was my Kijiji hunt, guys. I know Ooh. that went on for a little longer than I expected, but it, it was insane i had so much fun selling figures and then i sold yeah. another figures i sold another 60 dollars worth of figures and that ended up funding my whole weekend oh solid and so i basically the weekend for cash is a wash i end up with all these new figures all these new pezzes i got other stuff coming that i haven't received yet like what a time like if you guys don't <laughs> do the kijiji hunt get on the kijiji hunt it's huge <laughs> It's huge, man. Especially, you know, coming around this week as opposed to last week because you said, uh, was it, uh, oh, the West, uh, BC. Yeah. You know, the hunt over there on Kijiji is different. But coming here back in town, man, full force, right? Yeah. It's it's un absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll say before I toss it back to you, man, I know I know I've took up a lot of time here, is no. that uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that my mom beat me to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and uh, she had sent me a bunch of pictures and all this. We get a package in the mail. And she sent some stuff for my wife, my two daughters and all that. And in there, she sent me a t-shirt from Galaxy's Edge, as well as one of the commemorative pins, a BB-8 Galaxy's Edge pin. And I'm a big fan now of commemorative pins. There and you go. so I got this up in the room. Now I'm like, and she sent me the, you know, the maps and all that that you get no from way. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And like, I, it's just fantastic stuff. So cool. big shout out to my mom. I know she doesn't yeah. listen, but... Um, my dad does sometimes so he can relay that message on but yeah i'm super happy to have a little piece of galaxy's edge before i end up getting down there uh in april of next year but my man, yeah, man. Oh, yes, that, sir. that that's it for me for this week actually oh, sorry house. i got i got i got one more thing one more thing yeah man keep it rolling i talked about it last week and i have to give another massive shout out to darth goody good friend of ours friend of this show i got my hands on the carbonized black series mando and jet trooper exclusives from the states they're in my possession they ended up showing up minty fresh no one stole them off my porch these are gorgeous character are gorgeous figures i i don't know how i can thank him enough Oof. and we i got some i got some ideas we talked about before the pod here we got some ideas yes 
but uh but darth you the man you are the absolute oh. man I, this is the most sought after figure set i've seen in recent memory with regards to the black series and i am so happy this is going in the detolf i'm i'm super stoked to have these so big shout out to darth there oh man i'll salute darth man he's ah oh, he's a killer he's great man i still going back to that day man when he got me that jim lee uh cyclops yes and uh always forever grateful so yeah he's he's the best it's fantastic yeah so that, yeah. that's enough for me what's going on in nerd with oh, you this man. Week, man? Well, i got i got nothing man i think i picked up three things this week um <laughs> <laughs> kijiji game was nice i uh, i did see quite a bit of marvel legends out there uh one particular though i'm a sucker an absolute sucker for the captain america 10th anniversary that comes with crossbones i just i love that figure <laughs> next to the worthy cap which i think is the best buck you know huge chest um not not quite as big as rob lightfield's captain america's no. chest but uh he's a fantastic looking figure but next to him for me it's the um it's that captain america from the 10th anniversary so i got him for i think 20 bucks which wasn't too bad seeing how he comes as like a i think a 49 49 bucks, I think it is, yeah. that dual pack with him and Crossbones. So I got him from 20 bucks just because I wanted to do something different with that Captain America. And that was it for Kijiji. Then I did a couple Walmart hunts. And man, the Black Series stuff for Rise of Skywalker is huge and deep. But the crazy thing is, everywhere I go, I don't see the black and red boxes. I see only the first edition white boxes. Really? And I've been seeing nothing but waves full of like the Kylos, the, the Rays, uh, the Cal from the upcoming um, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order. So uh, I still passed on all those guys, but I did pick up the one Kylo Ren, which was the only one I actually did see in a red and black box. So that feels good to now finally have like every Kylo Ren that's out there for yeah. the, um, you know, for the whole sequel trilogy and just looks good sitting beside Ray. So that was cool to, you know, cap that off with. But uh, the biggest thing, man, is because I remember last week we were getting those vibes of possibly an episode nine trailer. And for me, going back to 2015, when I saw the first Force Awakens trailer, and I still stand by this, I always get those vibes, those force feelings of Finn. I oh. still get those little vibes. So my biggest thing before I got into Hot Toys was I need Hot Toys Finn. Like, I, I, I got to get them. And I was eyeing them up and down on big, bad toy stores for quite a while. It was a pretty good deal. And the moment when I finally had the confidence to go and get it, it was gone. It was sold out. The only way I could get him possibly was with the dual pack uh, first order stormtrooper that comes with like that uh, baton kind of weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Creature. But yeah, but I'm not a big stormtrooper guy, so I wasn't willing to spend that much money to have that figure. So I started Googling and going all over the place, and I found him on Amazon for even a better price than he initially was no. on Big Bad Toy Store. And being a Prime member, you get that free shipping, so you can't yeah. go wrong. That's key. Um, it's huge, and Homeboy showed up in like two days, uh, just in time for the trailer. So, you know, it was it was fantastic. Got the figure, opened him up, did some pretty cool poses. I have him in the, the Ikea shelf, um, and man, the Hot Toys the Hot toy shelf is almost complete. All I got left is Ray, and I'm capping off my Star Wars Hot Toys. That's it for me. For the Star Wars stuff, at least. But yeah, I love them. You know, there's articulation in his jacket because it feels like proper leather. So you can kind of like articulate in a way where like wind looks like it's hitting the jacket. Oh, I nice. got him holding that lightsaber from the first trailer of Force Awakens. And ah, man, I'm in love with this figure. Love it. Oh. So, uh, yeah, man, that was it. That's 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 been, it's pretty been it's been light three figures, but good enough for me, man. Um, yeah, the plastic anxiety, man, it's real. 
It, oh, is it ever real? It is real. And, you know, <laughs> your hunt week actually doesn't end there because I've got three figures here on the table. We had to do a bit of a That's Skype right. call tonight. But right. uh, in one of my hunts, Troy picked up something from a sim- the same guy, and I ended up being there. And so I grabbed it for him, too, just paid him out. And yeah. why, don't you, why don't you tell everyone what you got from That's him? That's right. I forgot about this. So the weekend was nuts. Like, Timbo here was going hard on that Kijiji hunt, and we're getting, like, these pictures so fast of all the new hunts. And Tim throws one our way of the 1994 Fox animated Spider-Man animated series, him in the plastic, sealed, never been opened, along with the Venom and along with the Rhino. Yeah. Those two figures were out of box, but still, I'm like, man, this is the Fox animated Spider-Man show. Like, I got to get my hands on these. And if I didn't pull the trigger then, Carlos would have. Yes, it was 20 bucks. <laughs> Which I, I couldn't pass. I mean, Carlos, you're my dude, but you're the goddamn Batman. You got to leave the Spider-Man stuff to me. <laughs> so I had to pull the trigger. And luckily enough, you know, Tim was going there to make the deal anyways. So uh, Tim picked those figures up. So much appreciated. And, um, dude, I think I might go down this weird kind of um, retro line where I might pick up a couple more of the, the animated stuff. Because I love those figures. Looking at the, I've been like eyeing up this Spider Man. It is. Yeah. It looks like it just came out of a, a fresh case. It. I can't believe how good a condition it is, and wow. it's got a slight warp to it just from because yeah. it's so dry in Calgary. But yeah. it looks like it's was swinging from the pegs yesterday. Oh, it's, it's a toy biz too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And like these these figures, I was looking at the back of the the card back. Yeah. I I, I tell you, man, if you're gonna dip into that. It looks yeah. like it's, it, they're so cool. So cool, right? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. I absolutely love that. So, yeah, it was, it was a wild, wild week on the hunt. And yeah, I had yeah. so much focus, but, again, so much fun. This is this is something that, you know, maybe once every month I really go a heavy Kijiji hunt. Yeah. And I'm just, like, constantly on there. But I'm loving this back and forth, the bargaining, the trading. And the community in Calgary is remarkably strong. It is. You know, compared to like what I was saying last week about Vancouver, I don't know what the game, I'm, I'm sure it's fine out in Toronto and all that, but it, there's a lot of new stuff that goes up and there's people willing to trade. And the thing that I like too is there's seems to be a diversity in collecting. Like some people collect the comic book legends and I do all the yep. MCU legends. So everyone feels like, think that they're winning, you know, because yeah. like whenever you go into a deal, you want to feel like you win, right? Of course. Yeah. And I think everyone is feeling that, like that they yeah. they are being successful. They're getting this comic figure for 15, 20 bucks, and I'm getting some build a figure. You know what I mean? It, right. It's great, yeah. but it's nice to have that strong community here. Oh, I agree 100. percent Yeah, it's the best, man. Yeah, ton of fun. Ain't no shame in our game. Yes, sir. It's going down, and this weekend is probably a little calmer. But I do have some extra cash now, burn a hole in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see what we can find on the hunt. But, my man, we got to get to a little bit of Star Wars discussion for this week. And to start it off, we're talking Mando, like we said at the top of the show. And like you guys all know, debuting on Disney+, Plus, November 12th, is The Mandalorian. Now, Lucasfilm held a press event in L.A. over the last weekend. And people in attendance got to see about 30 minutes or so of footage from i believe about the first three episodes it was kind of randomly spliced together so you couldn't really get a sense for story or surprises and the big thing here the general consensus from twitter from kind of the high level reviews people were giving is that one it is absolutely incredible it is a star wars film not a star wars tv show great score and it's got this old western vibe and it feels like star wars but it feels like something different 
to me, when I hear all of those things, because the score, as we're going to talk about in this trailer in a few minutes, the score really matters to me, yeah. particularly in Star Wars. And the fact that the general consensus over and across, you know, some big, you know, slash film and a few other places like that are saying these things consistently, it, it gets me even more hyped. Not only for owning these Black Series figures, but for having something like this that's going to be in front of us in like two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Super excited, man. It's good to hear. You know, I'm so excited for um, Star Wars because I remember going way back before or maybe just after, maybe just after Revenge of the Sith and there was talks of um, George Lucas doing a live action Star Wars. Yeah, and it was meant to be, I believe, set in like the underworld. Yes, yeah, so it, um, like it had a, I think, I can't remember the title of it yeah um, there's some people screaming at their headphones right now that know that yeah they're thing. like losing their minds but I, th- I think it took place it wasn't like the undergrounds of coruscant and yeah. it was like 13 13 13 13 13 13 i knew it was numerical right? <laughs> yeah yeah so it's meant to be kind of set in that and uh i was so hyped but you know going back then like we weren't in a world of um netflix or at least streaming i think netflix had discs but we weren't we weren't streaming quite yet and we couldn't really wrap our heads around something uh, low budget but high budget at the same time. Like so, from back then I was thinking of something like a Star Trek, and I'm just thinking about the sets, and I'm like, this oh, is yeah. gonna be kind of weird. But now, you know, with what we can do when you look at things like Stranger Things or Game of Thrones, better yet, like the production value, now it's possible to do on TV. So I think we're at a golden time to do it. And what better way to do it when you have someone like John Favreau and my boy, my boy Dave Filoni yes. behind this? Come on, can't wait, man. Yeah, Get to hear it's, it sounds good. One of the most highly anticipated things of yeah. this Star Wars season for me as we're grading into winter here, as we're getting towards Hoth-type conditions yes. here in Calgary. We're going to be have to hunkering down here and just in the basement watching Mandalorian on repeat. And another thing that came out this past weekend was actually the schedule, the officially released schedule for all the episodes of The Mandalorian. Like we said, the first one is debuting on November 12th, and then we're going to get episode two on November 15th which is only a couple of days later, which is very nice. We kind of get a couple episodes there in the first week of release. And then they're coming out every Friday following on from that, with the exception of the December 19th, which is the release of The Rise of Skywalker. That's actually happening on the 18th. So we're all going to miss that because we're going to be at the theater. But nonetheless, no, actually, the 19th is, I guess that's a Wednesday, the 18th, because the 19th is when we're seeing the film. But anyways, we're getting one a week up until December 27th, so finishing off the year with The Mandalorian, eight episodes, a nice slick, and this is something that we've been saying for a while, a nice slick, straight to the point, cut and dry, very streamlined storytelling. I think we're going to get it here. Man, it can't come soon enough. I'm so stoked for this. It's uh, it's nice to have this information. It's nice, again, it's always good to hear that people are loving it. And more, much to your point about the budget, this is the right time for a live-action Star Wars TV show. I think anything really before this and really before the budgets of the big Netflix and now Disney Plus and streaming services, mm-hmm. this could have went the way of an Inhumans. Yeah. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is good, mm-hmm. but you can tell that it's on TV. You can tell that it's yeah. on ABC. Right, network and, TV. Yeah, and I yeah. don't know if I want that for Star Wars. I want no. this, what I'm expecting from The Mandalorian. And, man, it's the, the hype continues to build. Mm. What perfect marketing, too, right? I mean, the fact that we're getting this show, you know, two months or, well, I guess it'd be about a month before uh, the movie. You know, it's totally just getting into that Star Wars mode, man, that season. It's nuts. Yeah, it is. And I love that you're calling it the Star Wars season. Yeah. Because this is what 
it's felt like for the force awakens especially and rogue One. oh yeah it was it was a huge build into this and this is going to nicely lead us into our rise of skywalker discussion because in part of the trailer release and really the anticipation truly becoming palpable is that the tickets went on sale yes and this has been something that i've done from the force awakens all the way through to now to kind of completing this saga with every single film we've always had a big crew that's joined us and experienced star wars with us you know people that i would say are somewhere between casual and us as far as fans is they don't collect they don't talk about it every day but they're very excited for the films they follow along with the films they've introduced their children to the film so i ended up buying 16 tickets <laughs> at a cost of $300 for The Rise of Skywalker. I maybe haphazardly is the best word to use, stumbled across Cineplex at the exact time that they released the tickets. Carlos in our DM, he said it was up on Adam or whatever on the app there that the release. I went on Cineplex, nothing's really going on. The Canadian election's going on, so I'm trying to pay attention to that. I had to go vote. And I just casually was scrolling through Cineplex and as I'm on the website, it refreshes and boom, Rise of Skywalker tickets on sale. Wow. I go in, we decided, we made it, we called an audible on what we usually do. And we went up to the big, nice lazy boy chairs up where mm. we saw Joker and decided, okay, we're going to go a little further north than where we live, but it's all about the comfort. And yeah. everyone bought into that idea that usually comes with us. It's a bit more of a drive for most of us, but not, not you know, say 10, 15 minutes longer. No big deal. But yeah, so we are secured for the release wicked preview night of Star Wars 7 p.m. 16 of us in big huge lazy boy chairs oh. experiencing the end of the saga man like that to me that is the kickoff cuz i specifically remember doing this for the force awakens during the 2015 federal election in yeah. canada <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, man. Have yeah, mercy. I, this not, is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Not much more can be said about that except mm -hmm. the fact that it is real now with this trailer, with these tickets. It's becoming, you know, it, it's getting there. Like you said, the season is right there. We're on the cusp of it. And, you know, with everything that comes with this nice big marketing campaign that's been consistent since The Force Awakens, we got the tickets, we got yes. the trailer. And we got the brand new theatrical poster. Now, yeah. Star Wars has had a tendency to be somewhat hit and miss. I, my personal opinion, they've been mostly hits with their posters. I like the Photoshop heads and all this and the colors and all that. This one has a real particular vibe to it. It's a bit different than what we've seen in the past. But again, very familiar. What are your thoughts on the new theatrical poster here that really centers around Ray, Kylo? We've got Poe and Finn here, um, even Lando Calrissian. You know, we've got that very reminiscent picture from the teaser poster with Kylo and Ray on the wreckage of the Death Star. How are you feeling about this poster? I feel it. I feel it, man. Um, for, you know, I like this one right off the bat more so than The Last Jedi. And that has nothing to do with how I feel about the movie. I remember before even seeing the film, I wasn't fully on board with that it felt very hunger games and the red and white took me out mm -hmm. of just the feel of like the normal yellow kind of going on or even basically from what we got with uh force awakens is, is a lot different but this here i really love the shot of kylo ren in the background oh, yeah. you know the half of the face fading out the falcon above ray and covering you know kylo's eye um that looks cool you know everything looks really solid 
the position of the lightsabers, Ray's works really well for me, but Kylo's is a little weird. Just yeah. recently together. Um, like the zigzag is, is kind of off, but um, I love that we get, you know, we got my boy Finn there and we got Poe. The, the crowd looks cool. How cool is it to see Lando? Oh, you I know, know. Like original Lando here. And obviously, you know, uh, the silhouette of Ray and, um, and and Kylo Ren fighting on the, uh, looks like probably the Death Star, yeah. I would imagine. So that's cool. Nice to see R2. Everybody looks great. It's, it's, it's really cool. I'm trying to figure out who that one woman is underneath uh, Lando. That's a character named Janna, I believe. Um, she's one of the ones that's riding the, the big space horses. No, not her. Oh, no, it's Rose, I think. That's oh, it I'm is Rose. About. Yeah, 100%. Rose. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 100% okay, Rose. So Rose. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I feel it, though. I like it more than the last one, but I still think I like the Force Awakens one a bit more. If I had to say it right now, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. The yeah. one thing I like about this poster too is it's got the white border, and the bottom has a, a big white bar with all the text in it, which yeah. is a nice throwback to some of the more vintage-looking posters from Star Wars proper from the original yeah. trilogy, which Good I really call. like. Yeah, because um, we're used to seeing basically that print on the bottom of the poster, which is overprinting usually some of the graphics they have on there. And right. This having this nice separation, it gives it just a little bit more of a vintage vibe, which I, I'm a big fan of. No, definitely. Yeah, so, so you're feeling it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the 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 cool thing about the Last Jedi and the the way they campaigned and the way they marketed it was that it had that red hue and red tone all the way through it. Yeah, and the crate, posters crate. carried that. Yeah, from crate right, mm-hmm. and the posters carried that right through. And so I like the consistency there. This again feels more like the Force Awakens stuff. This feels more like you know whether you want to call it Abrams influence or whatever or the people he works directly with. But this, you put this beside The Force Awakens, and it has a very similar vibe to it. Yeah. Um, the continuity there between that, you can tell that there's, I don't know if it's a stylistic thing or how much control JJ has over the marketing material, mm-hmm. but it may be something just that he has similar people working with him that did in The Force Awakens. Because I'm getting right. very similar vibes, and we're going to get into that when we talk about the trailer, is that I went back and listened and watched quite a few of the other trailers, and they're all cut very similarly, particularly The Force Awakens final trailer and this Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Yes. And so there seems to be a lot more consistency with the two. Again, you're working with similar production crews, probably marketing. JJ's, I think, very particular about what's released because he's a very secretive guy when it comes to yeah. filmmaking. And so, yeah, I, I'm loving the vibe that this is this is dropping here. And this will definitely, definitely end up in the nerd room. I'm looking at you, Sanjay. He's always hooking me up with the posters using um, – I don't know if I want to give this away, but I'm going to have to give this away. It's the Disney Rewards. You can get 27 by 40 double-sided posters using your points from buying Steelbooks and that. And not have to pay 130, 140 bucks over a movieposter.com or whatever right. for these posters because they're hard to get unless you're able to get them directly from the theater, which then they're usually kind of bent, torn up, and all that. Mm. If you want a nice, crisp poster, head over to Disney Rewards about a month or so after they drop online. So that's a little little tip there for you guys when it comes to poster there you collecting. Go. So let's get into it, man. The Rise of Skywalker final trailer. They pitched this as the final trailer now before we get into it what i'm going to do here is i'm going to drop in the audio to the trailer because i want you guys to listen because the first thing we're going to talk about is the overall composition of the trailer and also how much the score impacts this and how it is again like i said similar in overall tone and the way it's constructed to some of the other 
trailers that we've seen from The Force Awakens in particular, as well as The Last Jedi. So we're going to drop that in, listen to the score, listen to this playthrough, and then we're going to break this down in a a great amount of detail. So we'll be back in just about a trailer length of time. It's an instinct. fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Long have I waited. And now... Coming together. Is your undoing. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. All right, man. So let, let's talk a bit about this trailer at a high level before we get into some of the details and trying to anticipate and break it down in, again, as much detail as we do here in the nerd room. So, yeah. But I guess the first thing I'll put on here is a, a spoiler warning. So for those that aren't watching this trailer, I think Sanjay was one of them. This is the point in time where you hit pause and then you come back when we do the review of the actual <laughs> film because I don't want to be responsible for spoiling anything for you guys, so we're going to throw that spoiler tag up. We're going to be talking about this. We haven't seen anything really more than the trailers, and we're going to try to throw some theories out there, but the intent is to not spoil anything for you guys. So we're happy for you guys to take a pause because now, point forward, we're going to be talking about this thing in all sorts of gross detail. Now, what I, what I want to do here, Troy, yeah, high-level thoughts on the trailer first watch what were your feelings what were your emotions what did it bring to the table for you yeah man first watch i was like wow this is this is a very well cut trailer this is this was great um you know i think it was rogue one where i felt like that probably had some of the best i think that and um last Jedi had some of the best cinematography like wow those movies look good they looked fantastic um, but the scope of this one is oh. crazy. The shots from the distance, you know, seeing uh, Ray and um, and Kylo obviously battle it out, looks just 
oh, nuts. And then when we get in the shots of um, basically every ship known to man in Star yeah. Wars here is just fantastic. Um, cool transition shots, obviously, of seeing Ray, you know, training. Looks like it's probably um, Endor. Probably Endor, and then goes off into the into the Death Star. It looks like yeah, that shot there looks pretty cool to me. So for me, the trailer looked really cool, but if I had to say anything, my only only little small grape was there was no, I didn't get that punch. I didn't get that it's time for the Jedi to end. I didn't yeah. get that even that moment of uh, of Maz saying like, "Who is she? Like, who's this girl? Yeah. Like, there's that mystery." Um, Obviously, we got the Empire reveal in the Emperor reveal in the last or the first trailer, which was huge, mind blowing. I think the closest thing we got was probably the Leia saying, you know, finishing the sentence of Luke yeah. that uh, always, you know, um, that that was really cool for me. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's, a, it's a great trailer. It's not my favorite Star Wars trailer of all time. Not even close, but I, I, I liked it. I yeah. liked it. Final yeah. trailer, best final trailer. No, maybe maybe we could have gotten something a little different. But still, man, this is oh. I'm in. All in. Of course I am. We talk about Star Wars every week. Of course yeah. I'm on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It, it hit me hard. I, I yeah. caught this actually. I'm not a football guy by any any means, but I turned on the football to watch this right at halftime as Twitter was kind of getting revved up there. I was yeah. following along there. I popped on it, and I, and I watched it as it debuted. You know, the first, the first scene I saw with everyone else, and my wife actually secretly videotaped me watching it. <laughs> And I watched it back, and it's funny because I was so fixated on the screen that I didn't really react except for two moments. There's a C-3PO moment yeah, where I did a real kind of step back, and I think it – I'd have to go back and rewatch it again, but I think it was the Emperor moment. No, no, no. Do you know what it was? It was when they were in the, uh, the throne room in the Death Star. I let out an, an oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> an oh, audible yeah. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the, the two big moments that caught me at my first viewing. But I had to say, like, the the emotional swells I got, you used the right word, and I have it right here in my very brief notes, <laughs> is the scope. You know, yeah. you already said it. I have to echo that. Yeah. But it's a visual, and to me, the musical scope oh, yeah. of the trailer. And this is... One of the most important things, I think, for a successfully cut trailer is the music has to really draw you in and the music tells the story. Because the clips and the and the footage that they're showing is a mishmash from across the whole film. If you go back and watch the other trailers with the context now of knowing exactly where they sit in the film, it's yeah. all over the place. Like it's mm -hmm. like it bounces from the start to the end to the middle to the start. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to me, in all these trailers, Marvel trailers, DC, Star Wars, they're not about telling a story, really. But the music, for me, is what tells the story. Mm. All the trailers, including this one, start very slow. Yeah. You know, with one or two instruments playing. I'm not I'm not a musical guy, like, but, you know, you get the bells playing and this. You know, you got, you know, you see the same thing in The Force Awakens. Slow and then it builds to this, like, epic crescendo where it just sends you off and I get literal goosebumps. Yeah. And this, this happens after the C-3PO line. Mm. And the music swells to a point and mm -hmm. it's this beautifully drawn out version of one of the main Star Wars themes. It's very familiar music, but they've, they've really pulled on 
the notes and it gives this really epic vibe to the trailer, especially when we get after that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like that bum bum You know what I mean? But it oh. pulls out the notes. Yeah. And so like what you guys have listened to this in the start of this trailer review here. And just go back and listen to that again, how it really pulls. And it just, to me, it, it reframes and gives like this epic finality just in the music. Like mm-hmm. just listen to the music and you get something real special there in this trailer. And that, that to me was like, there's tons of beautiful visuals in here. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeously shot film. It's going to be something else to watch in the big AVX theater we're going to. Oh. But the first thing I always have to comment on here is the just the emotional weight the score in this one carried mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. That that to me is one of my most favorite parts of this trailer is the yeah. score. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. Really well done. Now, they, the way this, again, is constructed, it's very, very reminiscent of what we've seen before because we get a bunch of scenes with uncontextualized dialogue dumped over top of it. Now, what I want to understand from you, Troy, listening mm-hmm. to all this, we, we're going to talk about some of the dialogue here, but we get you know everything, everyone from Finn, Poe, Ray, Kylo, Leia, Palpatine, Luke, all have their piece of the overall narrative dialogue of the trailer. Yeah. Now, if you go back to some of the other trailers, you know, you, if you remember, I believe it was the, it was the one of the Force Awakens trailers where Luke is talking and it's lines from Return of the Jedi, and then they spliced in some new stuff. And then, right. like you mentioned with the Force Awakens, they had Maz lines in there that never ended up in the film. Right. So, do you think all of these lines that are spoken, and I, I have a theory as to which ones are in and which ones are out, but mm-hmm. do you think all of these lines? are in the film or some of these lines cut specifically for the trailer? I think some are cut specifically for the trailer. Um, there's a couple key ones in there though. I do believe will make it in the final film. Um, especially the ones at the beginning. I, yes. I feel like we might get those in the, the ones. First of all, the trailer starts off and first time, first couple times I watched it, I'm like, okay, that's Finn talking the whole time. And I still believe the most of the part is. I believe when he says the Force brought us together, which is important in my opinion because I'm a believer yeah. that Finn is connected to the Force. And it's always those moments they give him that happen to do with Jedi or Force. It's delivered by this guy. But when I was listening to it from the beginning, it sounds a lot like, honestly, Hayden Christensen. And I might be delusional. I might be losing my mind. <laughs> but the first little bit of chatter, I had to listen to it over and over again, especially with my headphones on. And I was like, is that Anakin talking, really? Because it sounds like it's one person's voice, and then it gets spliced into Finn's, and then we get Poe, and then we get Ray, and then Kylo, obviously. But yeah. I don't know, guys. Let me know. Am I crazy out there? Check it out, because the first little bit there I'm hearing, I'm like, shoot, is that Anakin? But who I knows? Didn't, I didn't catch that. I caught all Finn there. That's what I thought. That's but what I thought the first time I listened to it. We'll have but, to go back um, and give that a re-listen. Yeah, I, but we'll see. But no, I think I think some of it will be cut out. Just like, And it's JJ, too, especially. No, I mean, yeah. For all we know, the lightsaber that... Ray's carrying around could be green by the time we see the movie. Yeah, 100%. That misdirection. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What what are you saying? I'm pretty much there with you with regards to, I think, the characters up to Kylo when they're talking. I think that's all in the film. I would even guess that Finn's lines aren't Mm -hmm. one sentence in the film. They're probably Mm -hmm. cut from several different parts of it because he says it's an instinct of feeling. I feel like that's part of one sentence. And then the Force brought us together. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's part of a different conversation. Right. Um, I might be wrong. The post stuff seems about right. The Ray, yeah, sure. Kylo, 
Um, I don't know if they're actually talking to each other, which they're trying to make it seem like that in the trailer that mm-hmm. she's saying, you know, no one knows me. And he's saying, but I do. Yeah. I don't know if that's a conversation. I doubt it. Yeah. My question really comes when, when Palpatine enters the fray as yeah. well as Luke and Leia. I, I would guess I'm guessing here that some of Palpatine's lines aren't in the film. Oh, okay. From, from this trailer. It okay. just, it seems because I, I speculated on this too, when we had some of the Snoke narration from the last Jedi. And I said, we were debating, you know, who's he talking to Ray or Kylo at this point. And it was, I had made, I think the assumption that he was actually talking to Ray, but it was to Kylo. It was very much, obvious or what they had laid out in front of us i right. think there's a little misdirect here because there's a lot of conjecture i think as to what role palpatine's gonna is he in the film like is he mm. gonna actually have any speaking lines in the film like these are new lines yeah um these are new ian mcdermott lines i'm not convinced they're in the film um the luke and leia stuff mm-hmm. probably but again it, it kind of makes you wonder how how much of a role they're going to play in this. We've seen the same shot of Leia in the trailers. Like they're trying to save everything mm-hmm. that they have of her for the film, with the exception of, of that one shot where she's hugging Ray. Of course. And yeah. Luke, how much of an impact is he going to be a, a you know, a, a very minor cameo force ghost presence, or is he going to be a much bigger character in this? Um, because they're maybe potentially, and I think this trailer's leaning on this a bit, they're retconning a few things here from the last Jedi. I, th- I think so. I think so. Like, especially to have the title of the rise of Skywalker, you got to have Luke or Anakin. Like you, you just have to. Yeah. I mean, if, if Anakin's not in there, he's not in there, but you got to have Luke then you, you got to have one of those two. It's the end of the saga. And, um, I feel like this is kind of a way to get some kind of redemption out of Luke's character in the sequel trilogy by having him do something impactful. I don't think he's going to have a lot of screen time, but I think whatever it is he's going to do, it's going to be pretty impactful in this final film. I would say so at least. Yeah. I mean, he could very well be talking to, to Ray at the very end there that we see her with like the, the blue lightsaber hue of some yes. sort, or it could be a force ghost for all we know. It could be Anakin. I could be delusional. And those lines that we heard at the beginning is actually Anakin talking to Ray at the end and that trip. Who knows? <laughs> but I feel like, um, I feel like a Skywalker is going to be, impactful in this film it, yeah it just you makes know, sense i agree with you man i think based on this trailer and based on everything that they have to pull from you know mm-hmm. abrams has come out and said this is going to tie up all nine films exactly prequels straight through to the sequel films and what that tells me is that there's a there's a lot in here that we're not seeing and this trailer yeah. doesn't tell you much like if i had to ask you right now what is this film about yeah it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's picking yeah. up on a lot of threads that we're familiar with, but I can't really tell you much about this film, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. other than it's going to look be pretty damn epic. Oh yeah. And so again, that comes to the idea that it's to me successfully cut trailer is that shows you a whole bunch, gets you super excited, but it tells you nothing. Yes. And yeah. I think with that though, everything's on the table. Oh yeah. Anakin, yeah. Luke, whomever, yeah. it's yeah. all on the table at this point. I am nothing. I won't. I will be shocked in the theater, and I've specifically yeah. with the seats. I'm, you're sitting beside me, man. Like I, ha- nice. I have to sit beside you. Nice. <laughs> um, but like I, I, I would say, things will shock me, but nothing will. I guess what's the way to say? I will be surprised, but nothing will shock me. If Anakin's in this, I'm not going to be like, "Whoa, that totally caught me off guard." Yeah. Because I'm expecting them to throw everything 
You know, they don't yeah. they don't you know market this as the end of the saga. Yeah. Without tying up some of those lingering threads, right? Yeah. I feel and that. It, it, like so I'm that's one thing I'm really excited about. But yeah. let's get into this trailer in a bit more detail here. Yeah. Now we already mentioned here the first part here. I, I kind of agree with you that this looks a lot like Endor. Oh yeah. And if we're picking up the thread from the first trailer where Ray is using the little um training droid right um from a new hope this looks like it's a continuation of that the helmet she drops could be the blaster shield maybe type thing that luke has on a new hope where he blinds or, himself or leia's helmet even in on on, on endor oh itself. yeah because yeah it does look a bit more like that those the rebel helmets right? right 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 so but like why would she be training on endor though it was kind of the question i have like it, mm-hmm. it's does it make a ton of sense that she's there training already um yeah, I I wonder. I mean, because it looks like because I still stand by the theory that I think she's training when we see her off the first trailer jump over like that ship. Yeah. So I don't know if like she's kind of set up different kind of like training routines or what, because like when we see her here, she's doing some kind of cool jumps and like leaps and whatnot. And then she also has the training droid. But why Endor, I guess, is the question. Why train there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, and it's like I, I'm I'm almost convinced that not the Death Star scene. This seems like it's from the jump is a nice, really nice splice in the oh, yeah. in the trailer, but I think it's two different, completely different parts of the film. For sure. But I think this early stuff here, or this Endor esque looking training stuff, is from the start of the film. She's by her seems to be by herself. Yeah. Uh, she's training here. So this could be a way to really show the audience the leaps that she's made in using the force and the training and all that and, and kind of underpinning her abilities in the fact that, yeah, she spent two, three years training a bit mm-hmm. more on her own. And I, cause I think this is probably around the, the really the start of the film that we're going to get just thrown into the defense. It's like, here's Ray doing her thing. She can do yeah. all this crazy force stuff. Like we know what she can do and what she's capable of, but mm-hmm. let's show you a little more, catch you up with what's been going on in the last couple of years. Right. Especially those Jedi texts. She held on to those things. Yes, she so did. So who knows? Who knows where it's been telling her where to go and how to do it? Yeah. yeah. And this whole scene is is overlain by Finn's lines. Um, it's an instinct, a feeling. The Force brought us together. Now, you threw this up, mm-hmm. dude, when you got the Finn hot toy. Yeah. And it's been percolating in my mind ever since seeing this trailer. And him, That's again, right. talking about the Force. He's one of two characters, I believe, in Star Wars that are not at least obviously force sensitive that mm-hmm. have picked up and used a lightsaber, one being Han and one being Finn. You know, Han right. used it to cut open the Tauntaun. And Finn actually, <laughs> I think, is the only non-force user that's battle. I might be wrong here, guys, mm-hmm. but I can't think of anyone else that's actually gone to battle with a lightsaber that doesn't have any explicit force powers. So him, yeah. again, is has he kind of come to the same realization that Han did in The Force Awakens just a lot sooner in his life that, you know, the Force is something, it, it binds everyone, it brings people together. There's something, uh, kind of that greater power to it. Do you think he's bought, bought into that concept? Um, or do you think that he's going the way that you want him to go? And, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe he's a little Force sensitive. It's crazy, think, but maybe. It's, it's yeah, not, I, I, it's, like I said, everything's on the table. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm still leaning towards it. You know what's funny? We watched um, The Force Awakens trailer right after this, and I can't remember which one it was, but my wife totally caught it. And there's a moment where in the trailer, it's, it's a pretty cool shot when we see uh, Finn and Poe. And I never noticed this, so maybe you guys noticed it already. But Finn and Poe kind of walk beside each other and the camera kind of rotates. 
as they're leaving like an X-wing, and Finn kind of like oh, stares yeah. at Poe a little bit. But the background, the narrating, I think it's uh, it's Tawn when he talks about like the Jedi and this and yes. that. But Han says Jedi, and it pauses on Finn, like it literally pauses on the character as they say Jedi. I do know at that time though they were kind of doing a misdirect because we yes. see all over marketing he's holding a lightsaber. But again, now going into this film. In the hands of J.J. Abrams, we get Finn is the one that's saying, you know, the Force connected us. Like, nobody else would really talk about the Force. Like, like, like Han would never even say something like that. Um, I don't know too many characters that are Force-sensitive that would say something like that. But again, I'm reaching because I just I just wanted to happen. And I got opposed <laughs> right now with the lightsaber. So I, <laughs> I wanted to be Force-sensitive. But um, it's... Uh, at the end of the day, though, I just love Finn's connection to Rey. I, I love how yes. much that he cares for this character. You know, his first line out of episode eight is, where's Rey? I just think there's such a cool connection relationship. Uh, whether it's romantic or not, I just think it's fantastic between the two of them. So, I agree. Yeah. Their chemistry is great on screen. And yeah. there is a moment in this trailer where he does very similar to when they're on Takadana in mm. The Force Awakens where he runs and goes, Rey! Oh, I love that shot. Yeah, he's yeah. There's a, yeah, another scene where he's like, Rey! so yeah and he's got like boyega's got that like that deep lungs (laughs) oh yeah hold it down yeah Yeah, (laughs) so then after we get uh through towards the end of finn's narration piece here we get this scene it's one of my favorite scenes in the trailer and it's the resistance command center scene Mm. very reminiscent of rogue one what we saw with the with the amalgamation of the rebel alliance and we see Lando here, very, very present at the table, right? Yes. You know, command table, General Lando here. It, uh, I, I love, love this thing. And here, the score, it's so soft. It's just beautiful. It just kind of, I, I love this. And the thing, when I'm talking about retconning before here, there's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. And The Last Jedi ended in a way where there was like a dozen resistance or rebels or whatever you want to call them. To me, I love this because this is something that continues all the way through. I don't know if their jump is two years, three years, or what. I love the fact that the resistance is huge now. Yeah. They've pulled together systems. They've pulled together the people. And this will lead us into kind of Poe's dialogue here. But this, to me, it's this is the plan that they're putting together. You know, we saw it in The Force Awakens. We saw it in Return of the Jedi. You know, bringing together the command and oh, I just I'm stoked about this Rogue One. We saw the same thing. Ah man, this is probably we're gonna get a Leia scene in here. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's one quick scene. I don't know if it's the score or the scene, but I love it. And I love that. I don't know if it's the lighting or if the fact that he's wearing the yellow. Your your eyes go straight to Lando in this scene. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, especially the fact with Lando, it's a it's a cool callback, really, just to connect everything with his his gear when he's a kid in solo, or when yeah. he's younger at least. It's it's like the exact same outfit, but I think it's cool and I hope that he gets like a cool speech in this moment, at least him or 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 Poe, uh, just to you know, rally the troops. And like you mentioned, it is fantastic to see we have a proper fleet here, a, a, a big time crew compared to what we had at the end of um of, of last jedi yeah because i always wondered you know you know when you read like bloodlines and you see how stacked the republic is and then they have like next to nothing left when it comes to the time of um of force awakens which isn't what i think it's five six years out or what's bloodlines how how many years yeah kylo's a young he's, boy he's pretty he's, yeah he's a yeah. boy so quite a bit of time's passed yeah that might be 10 yeah. years prior to 10. the force awakens 
Right, yeah. right. He actually hasn't turned at all. So, yeah, so it's always been interesting to see how, you know, how far the rebels, not the rebels, the republics dropped or the new republic. So, um, yeah, it's good to see everyone's on board. And, you know, we'll get into it going into the trailer later on. But, uh, you know, it looks like another crew might have joined this whole yes. uh, fiasco. <laughs> right? Well, we will get yeah. into that. Oh, man. Um, so as, as we're leaving this scene, we get into Poe's narration piece and his dialogue here, where, again, it just goes to the idea that we've just been talking about. We are not alone. Good, good people will fight if we lead them. Poe seemingly stepping up here. We get some really nice scenes of Poe and Finn throughout his narration piece. We also see Rose and Dominic Monaghan's character as well. Dominic Monaghan of Lord of the Rings fame, of fame from Lost as well. So he's a J.J. Abrams guy. Abrams likes to bring his boys back in. We're seeing Snap Wexley back in here as well. Um, So I I like that we're kind of building out the cast of the Resistance. And Poe seems to be taking that leadership role. I'm loving the stuff from Poe in this. All his lines in here. And his the way that that um, what's his name um, Oscar Isaac yeah is is portraying this character to me he's got this uh, I don't know he to me he walked kind of that cocky line in the yeah. Last Jedi here and now he's kind of the, one of the big leaders it seems and and I'm loving the pairing of him and Finn you know you got Chewie there just having those two guys on screen together and playing off each other it's I think it's going to be fantastic to watch. Well, yeah, you called it. You know, you could see so much growth just between Poe from episode eight to nine. It's it's huge. Now uh, the maturity, and now you could actually, I mean, it's just a trailer, but from what I've seen, like you can actually um, trust this guy to lead you to victory, as opposed to going on a, a gamble and a risk. Yes. From what we saw, and and it's cool because it makes sense. Like uh, the journey along the way to get to episode nine, um, the learning, the lessons from um, from Haldo. Was it is Holdo, right? Yeah, Holdo. Yeah. yeah, Holdo, and then obviously Leia, and it looks like he's really taken that into consideration, and he's he's grown into something uh, pretty commanding. So I, yeah. I really do like where they're going with this character. Yeah, yeah, very much agreed. We get a nice shot here of what looks to be the Corellian cruiser. I don't know if it's a Tant of Four, but it's cool to bring him back a, a lookalike ship from A New Hope, Leia's ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be cool if Leia was was in that. Mm. But and we end up into the the stormy seas here, of of maybe Endor. It's yeah. definitely the crash site of the second Death Star. Now, going back to the poster, there was an IMAX poster that was released. And on that IMAX poster, it made it very apparent that this wreckage is for sure. And like we get this in this trailer with the throne room and all that, is for sure the second Death Star. So this is likely on Endor where we're here. And this is, again, where we're getting Ray's portion of the dialogue here. Mm-hmm. So she says, people keep telling me they know me, but no one does. Which is interesting for the character of Rey. Um, the Last Jedi gave us this impression as to who she was, right? And I, I want you to just refresh me here, Troy. Yeah. When we talked about the second or the first trailer, there you had a theory about Rey that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just refresh me a bit on that? Because I, I want to try to maybe expand on that based on what cool. I'm seeing here. Oh, going with like the dark side, Rey. Yeah, or I can't remember it was, was it the... Or when she, uh, episode 8, when we see her snap, that's like, yeah, when the... we see a bunch of rays, that's the clones. Clones, the yeah, different... it was your clone theory. All the different trials of Ray. so yeah, basically all the clones. Yeah. Uh, then... That's that's her, that's her background, yeah. 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 So you, you got something with that? Yeah, so the idea of cloning has, you know, been quite prevalent, and, and you read the books, and Palpatine mm-hmm. was very interested in all this. So stepping back into... Let's let's go to the the prequel trilogy, and I, yeah. I'm gonna try to string something together here. It may not make any sense by the time I get done talking. So Anakin 
for maybe the lack of a better way of putting it, is kind of a human MacGuffin in the film. Everyone's kind of chasing Anakin, right? Yeah. You go to the original trilogy, you've got a human MacGuffin in Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the the rebels and the Empire, and you know he's kind of the guy that everyone's chasing as we get into Return of the Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. is is Ray that same human MacGuffin in this saga trilogy? And is she some sort of vessel that Palpatine is now chasing? And because we always go back to the idea in The Force Awakens that Kylo seems to know who she is. Han Mm -hmm. and Leia seem to know who she is. Mm -hmm. And that just never made any sense in The Last Jedi that it all got kind of got washed away. Right. Like I watched The Force Awakens on Thanksgiving weekend. Nice. Like it really sticks out to me still. Big time. I feel like Abram's going to pick back up that thread. Like, do they all know her because they know that Palpatine was trying to create a vessel for him? self to be reincarnated in like is that Mm -hmm. what ray is um this goes to the idea of the dark side ray that we see like is that is that palpatine like does that make sense that that she is actually the true MacGuffin in all of this that everyone's kind of chasing i think that'd be fair to say that she's probably the the next MacGuffin. i think that's kind of the 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 principles almost in in star wars at least the skywalker sagas i mean because like you called it anakin in the first the prequel trilogy, Luke in, this, in the original trilogy, and obviously, I think uh, Ray would be that one for the sequel trilogy. Um, she could be a clone still, which I, I still do believe in. But I mean, even the sense that Kylo gets, you know, Force Awakens, we said, I think it's Kylo, or is it Snoke? Says what girl? That's Kylo. That's yeah. Kylo, right? So, like, was she a Knight of Ren? Like, you know, we know the Knights of Ren are going to get a big emphasis in this one. Could she be one of them underneath the mask? There's some connection clearly between kylo and ray yeah um but again it goes back to me with uh with the books from the aftermath series there's there's big emphasis on on jakku and we know palpatine had ties to jakku and when we pick up force awakens it's ray that we see there um you also throw in the fact that kylo ren mentions you know don't let me bring back the clone army kind of to get those gears you know turning that clones do exist in this world and then you go to episode eight and we get the sequence of her snapping we see a whole streamlines of maybe failed attempts at making like the perfect clone. Maybe she's a clone from the first, like the the dark side ray that we see in that second trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the first proper ray. Maybe in a sense, both people win that have the theories of a clone slash vision that it could be a flashback of like the first ray. I don't know, but I agree with you. I think she probably is the MacGuffin of this whole thing, and everyone's chasing her. Whether it's been Luke, whether it's been Kylo, whether it's been Snoke, and whether it's been Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. There's something bigger here, and they're really setting this up because when you look at the scene in a bit more detail, they try to really make you think that Kylo's talking to her at this point. But because yeah. but the kind of thing that, that threw me when I saw this is that they've made it apparent both on posters as well as in the first trailer that Kylo has a tendency to to turn his saber. And I don't know what exactly pose this is, but mm-hmm. he's turned it kind of how um, Ahsoka? Ahsoka holds it. Right. It looks like here that Ray's pretty pissed and he emerges yeah. from, and this is a really cool, well shot scene. He emerges mm-hmm. from this water and it looks like he's putting his sword away or he's going to this kind of reverse grip or whatever. But when yeah. you look at them fighting, it's her trying to pound the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is part of the, the redemption potentially. I know I haven't said, and I haven't been a fan of the idea of a redemption of Kylo. Yeah. This trailer helps me with that a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. This trailer helps me a little bit with it. 
And I, because this trailer doesn't do any work at making Kylo the villain, right? No. It's all about Palpatine. Like, you don't see any shots of Kylo really doing anything with the mask on. He's not, you know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. if you go back to The Force Awakens, there's a lot of stuff with Kylo with the sword and all this. And there's none of that here. He's, he's gets right. one or two shots where he seems to be a bit more defensive against Rey. Right. And they don't do any work at building him into Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, the main villain of the film. It's all about Palpatine. Yeah. And, yeah, it's true. And I wonder what that means for the film. Like, I wonder if that's just a pure misdirect. You know, is Kylo going to go down in flames? It's it's kind of it's interesting that they haven't done a lot of work to say Kylo's the villain, guys. He is very much the villain. Or even misdirect us towards that, right? They give us just enough to think either way, right? Yeah. Like, is he a vi- like is he going to be redeemed or is he still the bad guy that we know? Like they haven't given up given us enough to go either way. No. It's it's kind of in that gray area. I mean, we did get that one, was it the second trailer where he took down one of the Knights of Ren it looked like? Yes. Here's the first one. Yeah, when he's running through the bush. Yeah. I I still fall into the camp that he's also been helping her train a little bit too. I mean, that uh sequence in the first trailer where she jumps over I think it's Kylo Ren's ship. I I, I feel like it could either be Kylo Ren doing it. It's part of a training sequence. Or it could be very well Poe or Finn that just happened to have that ship and they're helping her train too. Because we're getting every trailer. I think we've gotten sequences of Rey training constantly. Yes. Um, So maybe it's Kylo pushing her more. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's just pushing a little bit more to see, like, does she have what it takes to get the job done? Maybe he's been doing his research on Palpatine and he feels like they need to do more. They need to combine their strengths to take him down. And what she's giving him right now isn't enough. I really don't know. But we obviously do see them team up a little bit afterwards when his helmet's back on. Yes. And they take down whatever it could be. So, oh, Man, it's crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Palpatine here, he's next up. And oh, man. his line is very interesting. Long I've waited and now you're coming together is your undoing. And so again... I don't know if all this is in the film and it's probably disjointed because this is trying to really heavily imply that Kylo and Rey have come together for whatever reason. And this is the ultimate undoing. This is what he's wanted the whole time. Yeah. This is what the trailer is trying to point you at. We get this really cool scene of this like crazy looking throne. Oh man. Really cool. It looks like it, I guess it's coming out of, there's an old McCory art from return of the Jedi that that's yep. really pulled from. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it's, like we get, we've kind of fallen to this next scene where you get all these imperial class. That's key word there. Imperial class star destroyers emerging from some sort of water or something, right? Yeah. And the hue of the 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 film, the color is very similar here to that. But like this throne here, to me, I'm almost thinking it's more of an artifact that they stumble across, mm. as opposed to it being the throne that Palpatine's been sitting on for the last thirty years or so. Right, right, yeah, because the the concept from um, you've turned the jet. I think it's like a lava planet, but it's basically the same look. Yeah, right of 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 that thing. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So so you'll think it belongs to Palpatine. You think it's an artifact that could have belonged to some other Sith or think, Sith Lord or some other Force user at some point in time. I think it's Palpatine's, but okay. it was from before. Like it's sat, and as they're kind of running around chasing whatever the more obvious MacGuffin of the film is going to be, um, whether that's something in the Death Star or whatever, they stumble across this, this ancient, a Sith temple, maybe. Okay. 
I don't know. And this is maybe where she has the dark ray vision. Oh, okay. Temple. I don't know. Right. Of course I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of, again, these these little snapshots, uncontextualized with yeah. Palpatine narration. It's meant to make you think a certain way. I'm yeah. trying to think of like, okay, what is this trying to not tell us? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Then we get into, you know, the scene that you alluded to before here with every freaking rebel ship you can think of. Oh, man. This is a heyday for lovers of ships. Yeah. What did you know? It took me a long time to pick this out. But did you grab this at first that this could potentially be the ghost that's running flank here with the, the Falcon? Oh, no, no, not at all. No, I definitely didn't no. have the eye for that. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not a ship guy yeah. by any means. I mean, I know a bit of the ghost, and I'm uh, I'm an X-Wing kind of dude, and obviously Anakin's ship, the yellow one. But, see, I don't even know the name of it. I just call it the yellow ship. Um, So I don't know much about ships. I think it's on Twitter someone screenshot it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, we're getting the, we're getting the ghost in this thing? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Like, again, like I said, everything is on the table here. Yeah. And it will... I will freak out, yeah. but if Hera or Jason are yes. in this, like they have to be in this, right? One of like, them has to be at least. I, I know that's a nice nod to have the ghost there, but like, what if they just go to the cockpit and it's an old Hera? I would lose my mind because yes. I'm begging for Twilix to show up in this franchise because we haven't really seen them present on the big screen live action. No, outside so have... of, is it a Twilix that's the dancer at Jabba's palace? Yeah. But other than that, like a like a, a powerful or like someone that's in, in command, not a in slave. Because I, I can't remember if we saw one even in Solo. I can't remember. But yeah, if we got uh, Hera Syndulla. Chop, maybe. Uh, and Chop, yeah, well, Chopper with a Z. <laughs> no, but we got Chopper in there. Um, if we got, um, obviously, Jason. That he, and he's referred to as, like, say, Jason Syndulla yes. or Jason um, Doom. Like, how cool would that be? Oh. Especially, and it even ties into Rogue One a little bit, right? 100%. So, oh, man, it's it's fantastic. I really hope we do. Just a brief second. I think that'd be so yeah. cool. Well, it's just, you know how they line up in every film they do, like, you know, Blue Squadron report in in Rogue One, you know, Red Squadron report in, and they go to all the cockpits. Yeah. And they're all talking as they're, as they're approaching. That's yeah. all they have to do. Yeah. It has to be two yeah. seconds. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, you know, I wonder if they talk to Dave Filoni a little bit and be like, hey, like, how, how can we pull this off in a nice way? Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's his baby right there. So Whew. I hope so, man. I hope so. I mean, it worked in Rogue One, right? So It certainly yeah. did. Yeah. Now, let, let's jump a little bit in the trailer because some of the stuff here in between now and the scene that we're going to talk about now, we've we've talked about. C-3PO, this is, this is the only part in the entire trailer where we have contextualized dialogue. Where yeah. It's actual dialogue from the film. <laughs> from Poe and C-3PO. This seems like very much a send-off to the character C-3PO. And yeah. this this caught me. This, this like lump in my throat. I got a uh, shout-out to our boy Rick out there. Him and his son did a uh, trailer reaction he posted on YouTube. Mm. And he swells up at this point, too. That's exactly how I felt. Wow. And, yeah. you know, when, he's, when, he, when C-3PO is talking about, after Poe asked him what he's doing, he says that, He's looking at his friend, taking one last look at my friends. And this little creature, Babu Frick, it's called, mm -hmm. um, messing with the back of his head here. This looks like it's Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, saying goodbye, right? This mm -hmm. is the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, it, did it catch you the same way? Did it Did it give you that that emotional tug? Not, not as much, but I appreciate it. Uh, it. It's about on the same level to me as the Chewie were home, which was, which was pretty big. 
yeah. uh, with The Force Awakens. Uh, what I really, you know, took away from this is I think this is probably a lead up to the Red Eyes yeah. coming back on. He's probably going to get wiped or they need information. So they go back to when he got wiped in episode three. So this might be the end of the C-3PO um, going from episode four and up or at the end of episode three and up. Because I think R2 kept his mind right. But yes. see if you got wiped. So maybe we'll get some cool uh, inside stuff. This is the this is, will be a cool way to introduce some kind of flashbacks to the, you know, the prequel trilogy of some sort. Yeah. If they want to catch on any kind of dialogue that was missed, and they can make up for it at this scene. But um, it's it, it's great. It's it's cool to see him look around and you know say that with his friends. It might have hit me a bit harder if I saw some OT. Yeah. characters around him i think that's the only thing that is really missing for me but the words itself the delivery of of daniels you can't take that away no so it's all in all great scene yeah fantastic yeah. i agree with you that like if leia was there oh you know what i mean man. like that would yeah. have really sent it home and maybe yeah. she is there i don't know yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is the point where the trailer like really flips because you get that that emotional pull and then the music swells just yeah this is where it crescendos right this is where you get that long drawn out or the longer drawn out, the more epic vibe. And then the pace of the trailer picks up. You a lot more quick cut scenes. You've got yeah. Ray and them, or not Ray, Poe and Finn and Chewbacca running through the halls here. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, looks just phenomenal. The yeah, pace very of it. Bad the, boys too looking. Yeah, definitely. With this Leia scene here, again, yeah. really drawing on your emotions at this point. Because this is when we start to hear Luke talking as well. Yes, um, yes you know great. confronting fear is the destiny of a jedi mark hamill's delivery on these lines it's like mm. earth shattering in the it Star really Wars is world. like yeah. it's so good i'm not convinced these are in, in the film mm-hmm. but these are the type of lines that i want luke delivering right yeah man oh i honestly think we're gonna get that that master luke it'll be in force ghost but we're going to get the master luke mm-hmm. out of his delivering those inspiring words to ray i, I, would, I want it I would so bad so. yeah i would imagine so it, it, it'd basically be like this day's this day and age is uh yoda from yes. empire but presented by luke i would imagine that yeah 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 i feel that 100 percent. and then as we're moving towards the end of the trailer here we get a real glimpse into what this last battle is likely to look at look like sorry it's you know, we, we go back to Return of the Jedi, the end of the, the OT trilogy, and we have this huge epic space battle. It looks like it's taking some cues from that, but this looks to be, when we talked about scope before, this is going to be, I think, the biggest battle we've seen maybe since Revenge of the Sith, the Ooh. Battle of Coruscant, and maybe even bigger. Woo! Man, I hope so. Yes. I hope so, because... um. I think it's fair to say this trilogy has been lacking in the lightsaber battles, you know, for sure. At least when you compare it to the last trilogy that we had. But what way to capture it all, man, in this day and age with this effects, this choreography, with these two going at it with lightsabers or whoever else could be there. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Dark Side Ray shows up and Palp too. But yeah. um, I agree, man. I think it's going to be pretty big. I don't want to see that in and out, you know, lightsaber battle going here. And then we're going over to a dogfight in space. Like, yes. I want to see all that going on. And Exactly. Who, who knows, man? Whoa, yeah. It's going to be good. It's oh, gonna yeah. Be good. And like you said, the visuals, there's oh. so much going on here. How do, you, how do you feel about the space horses here? Janna and Finn, it looks like, BB-8 leading that, that cavalry that charged down the the edge of a Star Destroyer as it's emerging from the water. <laughs> like, it's crazy. 
you know what? I gotta say it works for me. And I might, you know, people will be like, well, dude, you didn't like it in Last Jedi, but <laughs> I gotta say, the way it looks here, it looks pretty cool. It, it's I, I'm feeling it. I like that there's a, a whole bunch of uh, troops, you know, riding yes. horses, and um, I'm feeling it, man. I really want to know more about this Janna character too. Janna or Janna? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Janna. Yeah, I want to know more about her and see what's going on, because uh, I think who was it? Uh, someone on the crew um, tagged a shot of Finn when Finn's yelling Ray. You can see her in the background. Someone circled her, so she's, oh really. She's present, so she's there in the background too. So I'd like to know what her whole connection is with the new uh, trio that we have going on, right? Or the, at least this trilogy's trio. Yeah. But um, man, again, I just gotta go because I'm looking at this, this, you know, the horses here. The visuals in this look incredible, fantastic. It's it's, it's it's unbelievable. And you skip ahead just a couple seconds in the into the trailer, and you get another shot of the horses streaming down the edge of the storage right. and you see everything going on in front with the lightning and like what looks to be hundreds of Imperial Star Destroyers. Like, yes. Like I had that running theory that they were going to be the MacGuffin of the film. The fleet itself. Yeah. I'm kind of walking away from that now because now we see what the resistance actually looks like. Yeah. They have a fleet. And so this looks like it's very much a resurrected Emperor Palpatine, whatever you wouldn't call Operation Cinder or whatever it was, where everything was burnt to the ground, but this was left, you know, this was left hidden, buried in the water. And this is whether you, I don't know if it has something to do with the Sith troopers or what, but this is something that I, it appears that Palpatine, whether it's like the best kept secret in the galaxy yeah, and the first order stumbled across this or whatever. But yeah, this battle looks, looks absolutely crazy. And I think you're right. We're going to get this in and out where we have this big battle and then it looks like maybe this stuff with Kylo and Rey on the Death Star, whatever they're chasing here, because they have this really cool scene of the throne room from Return of the Jedi. You have mm-hmm. Rey and Kylo standing opposite each other. Rey's lightsaber is lit up. Kylo's is not. Again, implying no. Rey's more of the aggressor in these situations. You know, what's Kylo doing here? He has right. no troops with him. He's yeah. alone. He's maskless at this point again. Yeah. So something something's changed here. And I like what they're doing with Kylo here because there's a ton of mystery around Kylo yeah. Ren right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really liking that. And this even goes to this this other really weird scene. I can't put my finger on what this is. The two of them, whether or in what they're breaking here. I don't know what the, I've heard people say some kind of Darth Vader thing. See, I just don't know what it is, though. My first impression is that it's something that you know where he has that Vader helmet sitting on something. Yes, yeah. In the Force Awakens, that's what I thought it was. It looks like the helmet spins up from that. Oh, I okay. That's that was my first impression. Right. Um, that that mold or that kind of that mass has been basically warped to nothing from fire. Right. They was sitting on that weird pedestal thing. Right. And okay. Whether he. Because this is where the the idea of of maybe Hayden Christensen and Anakin comes in, where yeah. Kylo brings her here to talk to the mask. Right. I, I like. Is that weird? Maybe. Well, and, no, because it's been established in the Charles Soul with Moment, right? Is it yes. Moment? Yeah, Moment. Right. Darth, yeah. yeah so, so that stuff has kind of been established, and yeah. Vader has encountered that that ancient set. So that's actually a pretty cool call if that's the case. Yeah, because you know from the Force Awakens where you have. Kylo, he talks to the mask, right? Like, I'll yep. finish what you started. Is he trying to say, like, look, come talk to Anakin 
or yeah. come talk to Vic. Yeah, there's something weird there. I, and it's in a weird part of the film because he's still masked there. Yeah. And you go from like this like one scene where they're on the th- in the throne room of the Death Star where tonally it's like all dark colors. And this is like bright white colors. Yeah. Really cool though. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this scene here where we've got Ray somewhere in some desolate place and you've got what looks to be some robotic mechanism and maybe a hooded cloaked palpatine <laughs> like what do you think that is i i think it has to be palp i think for sure this is this is palpatine uh reaching out to ray um maybe again going back to the dialogue that's been taking us through this whole trailer the moment when ray says um you think you know me but nobody does maybe these are her words to palpatine yeah and maybe. Palpatine has something smarter to say like ah, i think i know you better than anyone because yeah. i created you <laughs> um you are me <laughs> yeah you are me you're my vessel so um again though look how cool this looks this shot we haven't really had something like this with no. like the white flooring I don't know if this device that uh, Palpatine is sitting on has been keeping him alive for all these years, if that's actually Palpatine. Um, yeah, man. Ooh, sky's the limit with these scenes. I don't know what to take from it, but no. it sure as heck gets me excited. It, it yeah. certainly does. And we really end this trailer off with Luke saying the Force will be with you. And that mm. nice, again, goosebump moment, Leia, always. like It's, yeah, it's so well. And then, and then it's it fixates on Rey here. And she's looking, she's almost, it seems at the point, I don't know if it's relief, if it's, she's going to cry or what it is. Like, what do you think she's looking at here? I tried to zoom in on a reflection of her eyes like a crazy person. <laughs> and it looks like you're getting the, re- the reflection of her lightsaber in them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what she's looking at here, is it is it a Force Ghost Luke? Because, again, when you look at this scene, I'm getting a similar vibe, at least in space, to mm-hmm. what we were seeing with the Palpatine in that open white space. Right. In the scene right before this. You know, that is probably very clever editing. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, what do you take away from this one? Um, Just being the fanboy I am, I'll just, I'll just go throw it out there. She's communicating with Anakin. Um, we're left with... We're left with Luke, you know, saying, what, may the force be with you. And then Leia finishes the sentence always. Yeah. Those two spawn from Anakin. Um, and they, they, they splice those two, you know, their, their dialogue together pretty nicely. So maybe she's finally getting some words from, from Anakin this whole time. At least at this point, I got nothing. I'd be reaching. I'm completely reaching here. I've been doing that this whole trailer. So <laughs> um, because the look that she has isn't in defense. No. And she's not in attack mode. It's kind of like maybe she was caught off guard. Her lightsaber's up, but now she's realized who she's actually talking to or what she's come across, and the lightsaber just happens to be out at this point, but it's not to harm anyone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, what do you you gather? I don't know. Like, when I look at the conversation we've had here, I think it would be really cool if they set up Rey to have some more insight into Darth Vader Mm -hmm. and then get that relief moment with Anakin. Right. It's so yeah, ah, this and it's just to me this whole idea that JJ's put out there that this is going to wrap up the nine films. Mm-hmm. You bring in Palpatine back in some capacity. You have to bring Anakin back because That's like that thing. is the foundation of the first six films, right? Yeah, it's Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, Luke takes really the reins in in the OT, but yeah, 
it's it's a the Skywalker saga, man. This is the end of it, the rise of Skywalker. There's something exactly. I'm still hanging on to that idea that Skywalker is going to be the new Jedi. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I think you need to to really round a lot of that out mm-hmm. with someone like Anakin, and that goes back to the idea that everything's on the table for me. There's nothing here that would be too crazy to not see in this film. No, I and agree. The way that JJ constructs this stuff too, so secretive. Yeah. The stuff just this is he's shown us some crazy stuff in these last few trailers. Mm-hmm. What hasn't he shown us? Like what are they saving to blow our brains apart at this point, right? Well, you know, thinking back, just when we were talking briefly about Anakin or Anakin, sorry, uh Palpatine and Ray, um, in that one cool little room there with the white flooring, the yep. dialogue that could be going on. What if because uh, we have these Sith troopers, um, you know, what if there's a possible line that you know Palpatine drops the Order sixty seven? Like, what if we go <sighs> Order sixty five or Order sixty seven, and that spawns the Sith troopers? Like, that'd be kind of a cool, fun way to, you know, kind of go back, you know, pay Crazy. homage a little bit to the prequels, and maybe that's where this fleet came from. Because you, you you called it um, Operation Cinder, yeah, isn't it? Which is basically what if if the Empire is not strong enough to defend their Emperor. Yeah. then no one is safe or something like yeah. that. So something like sense. that. I can't remember. Yeah. So if they, you know, if it's that or if it's, yeah, you know, order 67, I don't, I don't know, but, um, Oh man, I, I tell you tickets? this, this trailer again, it, it, I'm up to 12, like <laughs> even beyond that. Like yeah. you layer in some of the collecting success that we've had in the last little bit. Yeah. Mandalorian star Wars. And the fact too, that even the MCU's toned back a little bit, it's almost mm-hmm. like they've stepped back purposefully so yep. that Star Wars can have its moment in the sun. Yeah. Um, it can shine here. I love that because it allows me to shift my focus and getting trailers like this, talking about it here, talking about it with everyone in the Twitter gang and online and all that. And we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, comments uh, like on the episode post or whatever. Send us an email. It this there's not much more we can say here. Yeah. It's yeah, I can't wait to get into theater, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I got to say, like, just talking to you now within this last bit here, it's 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 made me even that much more hype. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy what that does. But <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm absolutely there. incredible. And that's where we're going to wrap it up, guys. You know, that is The Rise of Skywalker. Final trailer. The next time we're going to be talking about stores in this much detail is towards the prelude and our eventual review of the Rise of Skywalker towards the end of December. They're very exciting times as a Star Wars fan moving forward here. It's, yeah, I, it's, I have no words, man. This is is my job here on the podcast is to talk and I'm I'm literally out of words. And so we're going to wrap it up there, the guys, like I said, if you want to be a part of this show, give us your comments about the Rise of Skywalker. You can always email us at the at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. This is where we like to hang out. We like to talk Star Wars, Marvel and DC there. And so make sure to check out our handles at the end of the show or hit us up at hashtag we the nerd hashtag say nerd hashtag Twitter gang. You can find everything we do over at the nerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com where you can find us and all the other trailer breakdowns within the Star Wars Commonwealth, bringing those different perspectives to the table. Fantastic stuff going on there. Like I said, at the top of the episode, when we're doing our hunts on the weekends, we're always uploading and putting pictures up to Instagram. So check out what we found this weekend, what we just discussed in a great amount of detail there at the top (laughs) of the episode over at the nerd RM on Instagram. And last but not least, we'd like to 
thank our man Rob Wade for endorsing us over at emotionally14.com. You can find us as well as the other endorsed podcasts over there. And guys, yeah, th- that's it. That's that's mm. it for the podcast this week. I am at a breath. I am at <laughs> emotional high. But I got to get to Kijiji here. I've got some dings there in the background as we're recording. So I got a bit of work to do before <laughs> we wrap up this week in Kijiji hunts. And we will be back at the mics next week. I think Carlos will be joining us next week. Nice. Um, if he's available, because Sanjay, I believe, is still out of the office for next week but don't worry guys everyone's favorite goofy podcaster will be back at the mic before you know it so with all that being said until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and thank you guys very much for entering the nerd room and remember be kind to one another see This has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy and sanjay on twitter at the nerdrm Troy the Boy 87 and Sun Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.